Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. We're going to answer the question today, if you should become a professional pilot, even if you are the primary earner in your family. That's coming up next in this episode. But first, a quick shout out to all those folks that helped us out, support the podcast, and also this YouTube channel, plus helping those people with those scholarships guides. Uh, they've done that through this Pay It Forward campaign we have, and it's real simple to find out about it. It's right there at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash payitforward. And what we do is we put all that money towards free scholarships guides. And those scholarships guides have over $120 million in scholarships. And you can have it from everything from flight training to becoming a, a mechanic, a dispatcher, etc. And to find out more about how you can get a free scholarships guide, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. So anyway, on with the show. Again, in today's episode, we're going to answer the question from a listener mail. And by the way, you can write in at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And this listener mail actually is from somebody who's wants to become a professional pilot, but is the sole breadwinner in their family. So let's take a look at that. Let's answer this question. And also what's really exciting about this is that uh, he's asked some really good questions, kind of like we would do in our coaching session, in one of our career coaching sessions. So we're going to go a through a lot of different topics. Obviously, we can't get too personal, but some really good questions. So let's get started and, uh, and read the beginning of his email. He's got four questions in there, and they're very, very important important questions. It, obviously, to put a lot of thought into this. So his first question is this. He writes, Hello, Carl. I'm a 45-year-old married man with two children looking into changing my profession. I have a passion for aviation, but as a sole income earner in my household, I need to first reconcile my financial reality with my goal of becoming an airline pilot. The reason I'm writing you is to see if you can answer some questions that I have regarding becoming a professional pilot. And by the way, hats off to you for doing this, for actually taking the time to think about this and, and to really start planning because you have a unique situation like many out there who have a family and they're the primary wage earner. So he continues, Considering the current situation with COVID-19, after I get my CFI certificate, will I be able to find work to build my 1,500 hours needed towards my ATP? Well, that's a great question. Things are changing constantly. Uh, right now, this is uh, September 19th of uh, 2021, and things have changed. There are jobs out there. I know I think what you're referencing is the fact that there weren't any jobs really for a little while. Even with that said, Throughout the whole pandemic, some people were still hiring. So what does that mean for you? Will you be able to find a job? Of course you can find a job if you have the proper certificates and a license that'll help you to actually get a job. So what does that mean? Let's talk a little bit about that. Proper certificates. Uh, right now, one of the best ways to build hours, obviously, is through the flight instructor realm and, and building all your hours there. And to have the proper certificates, first of all, you need to have your commercial license. I would also consider getting the commercial multi-engine license and get your flight instructor certificate. But don't forget to get your instrument instructor certificate. That helps a lot, mainly with some of the larger schools. And to really top it off, the multi-engine instructor. But to get started, those are all goals. Those All those flight instructor certificates, the CFI, the MEI, and the I. Start with the CFI right away so you can start making money. So let's look at the fact that you want, and you are leaning towards becoming a CFI. 
And that is a great way to build hours. So your, his next question is, how long should I expect it will take to get those 1,500 hours to get the ATP? Well, that's, a, that's an even greater question. That has to do with you, and it has to do with whether you're willing to hustle and work hard. So the way that I actually figure things in the aviation realm as far as how many hours you're going to get flight time compared to how many hours you're actually working, it's actually one for two. So you're going to get one hour of flight time for every two hours you're actually working. And what does that mean? You know, if you're at the airport for 10 hours in a day, you're probably going to get five hours of flight in that 10 hours. Because remember, you're doing other things. You're doing ground instruction. You're doing simulator instruction. And this is on average, by the way. I, I like to go by based on five hours. And this is with you working full time. So let's look at this. Five hours at a day at five days a week. So you're just going to work five days a week. That gives you 25 hours per week of actual flight time. Because we're looking at flight time, not just pay. And again, remember, you're getting paid to be a ground instructor too. So this is not this is strictly on getting your flight time. So 1,500 hours at 25 hours per week, that's 60 weeks to build those hours. So that's basically 15 months. But what I like to do to be a little bit more conservative, because things come up, you're going to be busy with life, and it might be tougher to to get those hours because you might want to take a vacation, birthdays, holidays, that type of thing. So to be conservative, give yourself 18 months or a year and a half to get to that 1,500 hours, and that's working full-time. A lot of people say that they're working full-time, and they might be at a school getting having a full-time job, working 8 to 12 hours a day, but they're only getting one or two hours of flight time. So we have to actually look at a job that is good for you and also is something that's efficient. A job where you're working 12 hours a day and getting one to two hours of flight time isn't very efficient. So try to put your, couple things, two things. Try to find out a school that actually has a lot of people that are flight instructing and gaining hours. Number two, make sure you're at the airport to gain those hours because this is what happens. And this is something a lot of people miss. If you want to make money, you have to, and, and flying an airplane. If you want to make money flying an airplane, you need to go to the airport where the airplanes and the pilots are. And I know that sounds simple, but a lot of people miss this. For instance, when you're starting out, my suggestion to you, work 10 hours a day, even if you're doing nothing, but be there at the school. And when someone walks in, guess what? You're going to be the one that they're going to look towards to actually instruct, introduce them, and make sure you're, you're, you're welcoming to them and take the time. I always t tell people take two hours to introduce somebody to flying, even if you're doing a 15-minute flight. Try to book them in that flight, but just hang out with them. Talk to them and say, hey, this is what you're going to expect in your flight training, etc. I think it's really, really important to do that. So again, give yourself 18 months. If you're working full-time, you've built up those five hours a day of flight time. It takes a while in the beginning. Another thing people forget, I forgot to mention this, is give yourself six weeks to get to the point of having a full schedule. And I know there's some people, it's taken them six months to get to a full-time schedule. Again, that's going back to selecting the right school and selecting the right area to instruct. If you're in an area that doesn't have many people or uh, there's not a lot of people with extra money to go fly or there's not many big flight schools around, you're going to have more of a challenge to build those hours. Kind of think about that within, your, within that realm. And of course, you're going to go over all these numbers and all these thoughts based on where you're living. Because if you can't move... 
you have a family, you don't want to move or you can't move, then that's actually going to vary things also. So kind of think out the, the outside the box there. Think about you know, maybe keeping your job part-time while you're flight instructing part-time and then transition. I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, if you heard in the last episode, go back there, listen to the engineer who went part-time, then finally full-time into an instructing job and now is flying for an airline. That's absolutely terrific. I love hearing those stories. But again, conservatively, give yourself at least, at least 18 months to get those hours. It could take longer depending on your situation. So, Next question you have, during the time I'll be teaching, how much should I expect to make a year? You know, this is really interesting. Uh, I always tell people this, to be on the conservative side, uh, figure about $25 per hour is is what you're actually going to make. That's very, very low right now on average. If you look at Zip Recru Recruiter, by the way, the average hourly wage is $31.67. So yeah, I know a lot of people are making $35 starting even higher. But if you do it based on $25 to $35, somewhere in there, let's go with $30. Figure, you know, you're doing 30 hours and you're also doing those five hours per day. Uh, so you figure about $150 per day. So kind of think about it in that realm. Uh, another way to make the math really simple, let's not go too deep into this. In aviation in general, in aviation in general, take the hourly wage, whatever it may be, and multiply by 1,000. Normally, when I've done recruiting in other industries, we take it and multiply by 2,000 because in a normal job, you're paid for 2,000 hours of work. That includes you know, all your vacation time, paid vacation, sick time, and all that type of thing. You're not actually going to work 2,000 hours, although some people do. But in the aviation industry, think about this. When you're, when you're instructing and when you're flying, those are the only times you're getting paid. It's a much different industry. So if you're at the airport, like I said, hanging out for 10 hours a day, you only get five hours of flying or you did five hours of ground school, well, that's, that's all you're going to get is those five hours even being there for 10 hours. And by the way, you notice how conservative I'm being? Because there's some people out there that are in high demand. And if they're available for 10 to 12 hours, they may be billing actually that whole 10 to 12 hours in a day. Difficult to do. I, I would say if you're going to go shoot for the moon, shoot for 8 to 10 hours, not 10 to 12. I've done it before. Boy, it's really tough, so don't burn yourself out. So again, let's average about $30,000 a year. Remember, let's let's go to an easy number of $30 per hour, 1,000 hours a year of pay, about $30,000 a year. I know I'm going to get a lot of emails, people saying, wait a minute, I've made double or triple that. I know, I get it. Uh, I'm trying to do this as conservative as possible, is this is how much you're going to make in an in average in a city, that type of thing, because that's the average hourly rate. The next thing you're going to do is, is you, know, you want to know what is the next step? The next step is the regional airlines and how much you can expect to make in your first year. Again, I'm going to be very conservative with this. And I know you're going to hear a lot of people talking about these bonuses that they're getting and that type of thing. Look at those bonuses. Don't count on those bonuses because uh, read them carefully because you don't know how much that bonus is based on this number they put on their website. That's odd. Why is that? Well, say they put a bonus of $20,000. That $20,000 bonus may be paid to you directly when you get hired. Maybe it's paid over six months. Maybe if you leave after 12 months, you only get half of that. Those are the things you have to read into it. So let's not count on the bonuses. Let's count on the base pay, and let's be very conservative here. 
And so this is what I did. Uh, I put together, together some numbers. I decided not to go to a website. I decided to take my own numbers uh, from the people that I've been interviewing. So I took the last 10 airlines that I've done interview prep for, regional airlines, not majors, regional airlines I've done interview prep for. And I took their starting pay without bonuses, and these are the numbers I came up with. And, and by the way, if you want to know the different airlines I've, I put into this list, it's uh, Republic, Commute Air, Silver, Envoy, SkyWest, Piedmont, GoJet, Endeavor, Mesa, and uh, the average of those, those are the 10, the average of all those airlines is $49 per hour for the first year. Uh, and I know people are like, wait a minute, I made 70000 a year. You know, it, Again, taking that 1,000 times 49, that's 49000 a year. They're adding in the bonuses. They're adding the extra pay they make. Again, I'm trying to be very conservative with this number. So say 49000 a year as the average. If you take the mean of that, that's mean you know half are above that, half below, you're at about $46 an hour. So let's go with that number, the mean, the right in the middle wage, not the average. Because some of the airlines pay a little bit better the first year. Uh, you look at like uh, Endeavor is 51, Piedmont 51. So you're looking at those higher wages. Let's look at just the, the mean of 46, $46,000 a year. If you can live on that, then you're golden. Now, another thing that I want you to do, so we've determined how much you can make your first year how long it's going to take you to get to the majors, 18, or excuse me, the regionals, 18 months, maybe two years. So this is something I do, and you've heard me say this before. When you're doing your planning, double the time, double the money, and you're golden. Now, why is that? Um, I use myself as an example on this one because when I got hired with the airlines, I put away, I figured I was going to need about two years worth of income if, if you know everything went bad. And I got hired in April of 2001. And so I had a lot of money put away for living expenses. I had 24 months. Thank God I did that because in September of 2001, uh, we had the attacks on the Twin Towers. And that was a really tough time for everybody. It was tough in the industry. And uh, a lot of us lost our jobs. I lost my job for, it was about 18 months, almost two years. Uh, no, not 18 months. It was about 20 months. And what happened is that, when you move from one airline to the next, because I kept flying, is that when you started an airline, a lot of times they don't pay you except for per diem or something like that. It all depends. I know nowadays we're back to that bonus structure. But in the first month, I wasn't making much. I wasn't getting my full salary till I was flying the line. And a lot of times full salary is 75 hours times that hourly rate. And we talked about the mean of 46 hours. Uh, so you can see how the numbers are coming down. I'm trying to bring you back to earth on this one. Uh, and obviously you can pick up hours. If you live near a base, you can fly more. Uh, so that's actually something that you have to look at. So with all this there, you know, looking at how, much, how long it's going to take you, how much you can make, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to this. It's not just somebody saying this is what you need to do because, yeah, if, you, if you're 18 years old, you're starting out, you're in college, you don't need quite as much counseling because you probably don't have as many responsibilities as somebody who has a few children is the primary breadwinner and is somebody who has to really be concerned about how much money they need to put 
in the bank. And this is something I do with the career coaching. And this is what I think is a great idea for you to do is reach out, look at somebody as a career coach, or and also your financial planner. They can help you out too. They're great people to talk to. Get with a financial planner. They're going to tell you you're crazy, of course, to become an airline pilot. Uh, but remember, you're reaching for this goal. You're reaching for something that you are passionate about. Um, I'm one that did this later in life. I started as an airline pilot when I was 33 years old. And everybody thought I was nuts uh, until I started doing it. And they realized how much I was enjoying it. Was I making as much money? No, I wasn't making as much money. Could I do the same things I could do otherwise in life? No, but it was so much fun. And, uh, and now it's really good. I mean, life is pretty darn lucrative. And I wouldn't share with you what I'm doing now. And I, I always tell people this is to shoot for that main goal of being an airline pilot and a captain and a major. And uh, to share with you that salary. And a major airline captain is going to be making $200,000 a year or more. And that's what your goal is. Uh, I don't like to mention those numbers too much, but I want you to have a goal is to look at that as two. And I know people make a lot more than that. I get it. 200000 is in base pay at my airline as a captain or most airlines as a captain uh, at a major airline. But let's put the let's be very conservative in these goals. That's what you're shooting for. It's it's not this $30 or $30,000 a year. It's having that ability to have a great lifestyle, to enjoy your job, to love what you're doing, to fly to these amazing places. And that's why you're doing this. But I highly encourage you to talk to your financial planner, talk to a career coach like we have here at the Career Coaching. But but most importantly, after you're done with this video, make sure you go out and do something. Take one, like I said, take one step every day towards your career goal. There's gonna be a lot of steps now, isn't there? You know, basically going out there researching, talking to people. Um, it really is important to to plan, especially in your situation, if you're the primary breadwinner. So if you are the primary breadwinner in your family, if you're the one that's making you know, all the money, bringing in all the salary to support your family, you have a lot of planning to do. More than most, and my, my advice to you is plan it. Make sure you double the time, double the money. I hope these numbers have helped you, but you need to make sure that you don't just think about it because this is going to fester for years. You're, going to, you're wanting to become an airline pilot. You want to fulfill that passion, and I really encourage you to do that. But let's start leaving those dreams in the air, but now let's put a foundation under it, and let's build those castles in the sky together. So like I said, take action. Do something today to move forward in your career and your life. And do me a favor, if you like this video, if this has been helpful, put it, give me a thumbs up on it. And if you're somebody that's looking to help other people, take a look at our Pay It Forward program, where you can actually buy a scholarships guide for someone else. And if you're somebody who wants a free scholarships guide, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free so you can get one, so you can help those people that are like this person that wrote in that need money to help them move forward in their career and get additional ratings and get their licenses. But the most important thing you can do for me today is take one step today to move forward in your career and in your life. We'll talk to you next episode. Stay flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. 
This Aviation Podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Thank you.